If you are a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Nika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. When you're an author and a speaker, you're a leader. You're helping people get to where they're going. And so leading people requires something of you. It really does. And I'm learning how to be a leader, both of people that I don't see face-to-face, that's me leading you right now on the other side of the screen, and then the people that I do see face-to-face that are maybe on my ministry team with me who are helping me do different jobs in this business. And We all have a common goal. Every single person who works on my team loves the Lord. They are all about advancing the kingdom with the specific skill that God has given to them. So how can I be a good leader? Well, I interviewed a team recently. I was at a weekend event and this team works together with excellence. They have the best company culture of anyone I've encountered. It's amazing. And so I just said, I'm going to take this time, not just enjoying this retreat, but also asking and interviewing some of these team members. So I pulled them aside for coffee a couple of different times and I said, what is it that makes your company culture so great? Why are you so loyal and devoted to your leader? I see her and I admire her, but I want to know what it's like on the inside. And do you know every single one of them? And I talked to about seven. Every single one of them said it's her transparency. When she makes a mistake, she lets us know. She invites us in. She says, hey, I really messed up. I'm sorry. Here's what the way I want to do different. And I thought she apologizes. Oh, yeah. She apologizes. She says what the Lord's convicting her of. She invites us into the process. And when every single one of them said that, it was astonishing to me because I had been thinking to be a good leader, I got to really just show up with confidence and, and authority and, you know, show that I know what I'm doing. But here, this team that worked together with such excellence was saying, that's not the way our leader operates. So it really caught my attention later this summer when I went to a leadership conference and I heard pastor and teacher Craig Groeschel talk about what he thinks are the three most important traits of a good leader. And he has led so many people. He's such a leader. And so I wanted to listen when he said, transparency, empathy, and consistency are the three things that are most important for a leader. The the critical traits, well, there was that transparency that I had heard from the team that I had interviewed. And he said, I I show up at meetings, I I always lead with transparency. I say, hey, this isn't perfect, but I'm gonna put it forward anyway, or this is what I'm struggling with and um, I'm feeling insecure right now and here's why. I thought, he says that, you have to. You gotta be real, you gotta be humble then your team will trust you. And then he talks about empathy. You have to show your team that you care, that you're interested in what is on their minds and on their hearts. Because I I had a leader once um, who he always said, hey, Nika, you know what? This is work and work is not personal. And I thought to myself, yes, it is. (laughs) Of course it is. Because you know who does work? Persons. 
So work is always personal. You can't take the people out of the project. So you have to be empathetic. You have to remember that they bring their whole lives into what they're doing. And if they have something going on, and if they are having their own moments of feeling inadequate to a specific assignment, we have to be empathetic in those moments. And then consistency. Consistency is important. Showing up in a way that they can count on the way you show up. When I was a high school teacher, I would give my students uh, the new vocabulary for the six weeks. And then I would have us make a list of sentences. We would talk it out and discuss how to use a particular word in a sentence. And I remember one time the word was mercurial, which means someone who has up and down emotions like the mercury in a thermometer just goes up and down, up and down. One minute they're angry, the next minute they're fine. The next minute they're happy, and the next minute they're frustrated and just all up and down. Unpredictable. And I said, okay, give me an example of someone who is mercurial. And, you know, I'm thinking they're going to say Hitler or Stalin or somebody from the past who really traumatized a nation with their mercurial emotions. And do you know what my students said? I mean, almost unanimously, they were like, an example of a mercurial person? You, Miss Maples. I did not expect that at all. But here's what I did. Instead of laughing it off in embarrassment, instead of dismissing it as an insult, I said three words that will change a culture. If you will just start using these three words with your team, tell me more. When they were like, an example of a mercurial person is you, Miss Maples, I go, tell me more. And they went on to explain how a lot of times they didn't know what to expect from me because when their behavior was off, I would get really frustrated and kind of intense. But then three seconds later, I'd be, let's get back to what we were doing. And I would laugh. Well, I thought I was being highly adaptable. I thought, oh, well, I'm just quickly disciplining and then moving on. And I didn't realize that I was moving on too fast for their hearts to catch up with what I was feeling. And people want to know what the leader is feeling. So I had to take a close look and say, okay, how can I be adaptable, but also keep pace with the room and and not be so high velocity that I move right on without allowing everybody else to catch up. That's why I would say, don't take offense when you get feedback, take notes, because the people around you are people God has given you to refine and perfect you. You're not just refining and perfecting them, that's happening, but also they're refining and perfecting you. So invite that feedback and then do something about it. So I would add that there are two more character traits to Craig Groeschel's list. Yes, transparency. Yes, empathy. Yes, consistency, but also willingness and listening because willingness will go a long way. And I would even say it's the chief characteristics. You have the chief characteristic. You have to be willing to hear feedback. You have to be willing to be transparent. You have to be willing to be empathetic. You have to be willing to be consistent. You have to be willing to show up to work again and again, even if your work is in your own home. I mean, showing up to work doesn't mean the same thing that it used to mean, but it still requires you coming to the proverbial table with your whole self and not just expecting that you can be half-hearted and have a whole-hearted result. It doesn't work that way. So you have to be willing to struggle. You have to be willing to be humble. You have to be willing to make mistakes. 
You have to be willing to try again. You have to be willing, 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 willing. Even this recording here today, I set out to make a couple of videos and I had my outlines, what I was gonna talk about. Again and again, things went wrong. One microphone ran out of battery. The other microphone wasn't, wasn't even plugged in. I recorded for an hour, took it and dumped the video and then or it's silent. There was no sound. So I'm recording now for the third time. And I was so tempted to say, you know what? I'm just calling it a day. I'll, I'll do this again next week. But I thought to myself, all I have to be is willing to do one more try. I'm glad I did. It has yet to be seen whether this one's gonna work, but I'm believing for it. So I had to be willing to try again. And that's another characteristic of leadership. But then there's listening as well. Listening is gonna help facilitate all the previous four because listening takes the focus off yourself and it puts it on the ones that you were called to serve, which is what Jesus wants from a leader. Let's take a look at Matthew 20, where Jesus talks about leadership from his perspective. The disciples are arguing about who's the greatest and they're saying, I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. And they all really wanted a position of leadership. They wanted to be special to Jesus and they wanted to make a difference and be seen among the other disciples as someone in authority. And Jesus just shared with them, okay, take a look at what real leadership is. I'll be reading from Matthew 20, 25 through 28. Jesus said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. Whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Listening is the only way that you can truly serve people because I've made the mistake of thinking I was serving people when I gave them what I thought they wanted. People are not served until you give them what they want. You cannot say you're serving if you give another person what you think they want. It has to be what they want. And then when they feel they have been served, that's when you've served them. And sometimes you just have to keep going and going and going. And Jesus used the word slave here, but you're not really a slave to the other person. You're a slave to him. And we do that from devotion, not because we're forced, because he's not making a slave of anybody. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But it's as if you were a slave, as if you wouldn't go anywhere. And the truth is, I would, I would not go anywhere. I'm not changing my decision to follow Christ. It's not maybe for me. So I might as well be a slave to Christ because I'm like, this is it. It's not my will. It's his. I have already yielded to him for the rest of my life. So all decisions for today and for the future have already been made. My will is secondary to his always. So in that case, that's how I'm using the word slave is that we decide it's his definition of leadership, not our own, that takes preeminence. And he said, service is the definition of a leader. That's being transparent, being empathetic, being consistent, being willing, and being a listener. All of those traits focus on others, not ourselves. That is the path to success. It's taking the straight route to your knees and praying for the people that you are to serve so that you can serve them in the way that they desire to be served from a from a heart that is for them, that sees and cares and loves them the way that God sees and cares 
for and loves them. Remember that you have a companion in leadership, and that is Jesus. He knows what it feels like to be rejected by his team. And sometimes that will happen, but you come back anyway, just like he did, you come back anyway. So I don't care what's gone wrong in your leadership in the past, let it be resurrected. The Holy Spirit lives in you, he can make you new. And I believe your best days and years as a leader are still to come. Are you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? I love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you on your writing, publishing, and book marketing journey. When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, you learn through your eyes and your ears, making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.